All right, let's try this again. This is uh, take number two in trying to record the intro. Uh, your hostess with the mostest commission decided not press record the first time. Um, on the phone with us, we got a two-time defending champion, Joel. Hello, hello. How goes it, buddy? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so... Originally, I was going to have you on just as a guest, you know, pop in, try to get a little third-person input, um, and we, Matt and I had scheduled at 8 p.m. time, you know, seemed to work for everybody. I think Becca was away, actually, for the whole week with Cam, so he kind of had the house to himself, and today's Becca's birthday, and Matt writes to me today, he goes, uh... So I mentioned to Becca that we were going to do the podcast tonight, and she wasn't having it. So, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I remember you were talking about him having the whole place to himself. So I was wondering what if he was just kind of doing something on his own, or if the the wife came back. So, but yeah, that makes he, sense if it's her birthday. So he had all last week off. Uh, he's kind of doing like a delivery thing, I think. So he's not exactly yeah. a stay-at-home dad. So we'll. Yeah. we'll lessen the grief a little bit um so i think we're just gonna go through some matchups here today uh we got what four days under our belt plus the japan games um got a couple trades to go over because apparently everybody's just so bored that we just all want to trade all of our best players all the time um and then i think we got a couple bold predictions coming from mr phillips Maybe some board bets along the way, because it wouldn't be a uh, party with Joel without betting on something. And then I think we're going to laugh at some uh, projecting out stats based on these first couple days. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. So we generally don't want to start with either of our matchups, so we can pick on someone else. And then we'll probably have the other person review our matchup, so you're not saying, well... I'm going to win anyways. So, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so first matchup I brought up is uh, aforementioned Ants versus uh, Kevin Day. Okay. All right. Pulling up now as we were just talking about, uh, it's probably going to take ESPN to load. All right. Here, but, oh, that's can, pretty quick. I can, I can do some yapping while we start here. Um, so neither team having a huge offensive output. Uh, Ants is winning four of the five offensive categories. 26, 9, 27 seems pretty average across the board, um, league-wide. And then just under 900 OPS. Uh, Jose Abreu's had a pretty good start. Austin Meadows has been a nice surprise for him. Um, but all in all, nothing really special with offense. But, you know, I would be very happy with those type of numbers. So, uh, you know... What's your thoughts? Anything you're seeing here that surprises uh, you? I mean, Ants at a uh, 85 OPS is pretty good. Um, I guess I'm not too high on his hitting, so that kind of stands out as being, you know, good for his team. Yeah, other than that, it's kind of standard. 
Um, I think Damer's just like it's it's hard to even you know kind of see where he's going to be because of his injuries. So you know what we see now. I know he has Olsen out um, and got Vlad in the minors. Yeah, Vlad in the minors, and I thought he Scooter too, right? Yeah, I'm looking at his. I think what it is is in this IL box. Spots don't come up on this, right? And I think um, Matt okay. might be his third he has one. Lind- he has Lindor, right? Yeah, I think Lindor okay. and um, and Gunnett are on his IL, and they don't show on the scoreboard page. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because just Olsen's showing because he obviously played a game. So okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so he's kind of a, a work in progress, you know, until he gets at least some of those guys back. Um, I tell you what, though, for sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, obviously, when you know, when you start with Sale and he gives up seven earned runs, that really, that really crushes you too. Let alone uh, Evalde giving up six. So, yeah, it, I mean, as a Red Sox fan, the only way it could get worse than watching it as a fan is having their entire rotation on your team. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, and yeah, Snell got lit up too. So, um, obviously, very, very early, but yeah. Rough start for Damer. The the thing is, I don't know how much baseball you get to watch this weekend. I've been watching a lot of uh, the Mets National Series just because yep. I somehow ended up with, uh, well, Trey Turner, obviously. And then um, I have a couple Mets, Nimmo and Conforto. So, you know, if it's a good matchup, good couple of good teams with pitchers that are fun to watch. And I have Wheeler. Um, so uh, Victor Robles is the real deal. Damer has him. Juan Soto, I wasn't too high on him, but he just, like last year, he came up, like what, 19 years old and just acted like he pretended and just stroked all year. And I kind of was worried about like a sophomore slump. That dude's a stud. Like watching him, stud. He's he's already, the guy's a star. I don't know about superstar yet, but he's crazy talented. And then uh, Pete Alonzo. Uh, Dustin and I have been talking about him back and forth. Man, he, he makes the opening day roster, and you're like he should be like one of those guys during the next CBA discussions that they're like, see, stop keeping these guys down for two weeks. This guy's a yeah. major league player. Did you see what he did at um, in the minors last year? He had like 39 home runs and like 144 RBIs, like something crazy like that, Alonzo. So, I mean, there, there's a couple bright spots in Damer Squad. I, I mean, when we looked at the draft recap, we knew that there was going to be um, some issues trying to even feel the team, which is tough. Um, and yeah. then when you're pitching, his pitching was supposed to be a strength because he took Sale and Snell early, and that hasn't come through. So, Ants has got a pretty, ni- a pretty easy 9-1 going right now because even though he's putting up a 4-8-9 ERA and a 1-2-9 whip, um, he's got a nine-one advantage. So, yeah, yeah. No, obviously, good time to to face Damer right now with the Red Sox getting lit up and some guys out. To, to answer your question, I I was watching some of the Nationals Mets because um, the Mets are kind of like my default team because I have MLB TV, so I can't watch the Red Sox because they're blacked out. Um, and just living in New York, I really like the Mets broadcasting team, so I just kind of default to them if I you know don't have a pitcher going or something. So, yeah, I did see um, you know. Some of those guys you were talking about. What sticks out to me when I was watching that is how bad um, Robles seemed on defense, and then he made like a base running error too. So um, obviously that doesn't count for our fantasy 
league, but you mm-hmm. just wonder if he's not like hitting great, if he's going to lose a little playing time just because of you know how young he is and how inexperienced he is. True, but with Michael Taylor out for the year, is he out for the year? He, he's definitely extend, out for an extended amount of time. I and yeah, I, I don't know if they have uh, Howie Kendrick still or um, they have the. Matt- in the mix but obviously not a center fielder so they, yeah they have someone who was goodwin brian goodwin i think he's okay. their fourth but uh he's nothing special yeah all right you have nothing any more to say about that matchup no actually now that we're looking at it and you know we're talking about these guys um you know there is some potential here for damer when he gets some guys back so yeah it's certainly it's not the end of the world um he might want to drop Ian Happ because the Cubs dropped Ian Happ. Um, but Cattell Marte, he's one of those guys. <laughs> Cattell Marte is one of the guys who have potential breakout this year. They, they're they saying like a Pollock Light, you know, if you give him the time, maybe you can put up the a little bit of pop, a lot of speed. Uh, Malik yeah. Smith, if he's going to be leading off for a feisty Seattle team. I mean, he's got... A home run and a stolen base and an 882 OPS. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's and, and he didn't he didn't play overseas either, so that's just in a few games. Right. So. Yeah. Not the end of the world for Damer. Yeah. All right, moving right along here. Um, on my scoreboard, I have Adam versus Maddie. Okay. You want to start? Yeah, so uh, eight eight one one Adam. Okay, I know he had uh, Goldie, so obviously some uh, three home runs the other day, and that to twelve. Um, yeah, looks like Maddie's struggling. And kind of talk through this as we look. Um, you know, yeah, Adam has uh, Bellinger too. So, so between Goldie and Bellinger, eight home runs, which is really pushing. And this is so as I'm talking through this, right. Dave, I don't know if this is happening to you, but it's updating, right? It, yeah, it's updating, but it's not updating on the top. It is it's only updating like when I look through more or less what is like the box score. So I'm saying 12 home runs, but then the matchup has 14. Yeah, as you were saying that to me, we both know that Goldschmidt and Bellinger have four home runs. When you said yeah. it, he had three. So I scrolled down and I watched them both change from three to yeah. four. So if we say any numbers wrong. Right. Get off yeah. our back. I feel like that's going to, yeah, it's going to happen a lot. No, I don't have 12 by 14. What are they talking about? Yeah, but it's Adam, so it's it's really me. So it, I, right. I won't have right. any. So you should know how many <laughs> Adam had. Yeah, I, I'll skip ahead to a, uh, a projection. Bellinger was one of my projections, and I just think this is a good opportunity to bring this out. So this is okay. Be- Bellinger's projections to 162 games right now uh 284 runs 405 hits uh, 162 home runs and uh 41 stolen bases and that's with a 1624 ops pretty good yeah so just again 284 runs and uh 405 hits (laughs) well apparently if you're a dodger and you get on base like the next guy's gonna hit a home run so you know, you're going to score. Do you walk or get a single? So, the ball, the ball's <laughs> juiced again this year, right? What's that? The ball is juiced this year, right? It, it must be. Yeah, yeah. Or they move the walls on every stadium. Uh, have the Dodgers faced a lefty though? I'm wondering if he's has he played through a lefty. 
they did they faced a lefty on uh Friday night they must have right because uh Jock didn't play no Jock hit two Friday night and then one Saturday I think so I think maybe opening day they faced a lefty I'm not sure Okay. I want to say they faced one. I'll, I got you real quick here. Uh, now, the Granky on opening night. They might have just not played him. Robbie Ray. They, they, oh, there you go. Played against Robbie. The reason why I'm asking, I'm not just looking this up, is because when I click on his name, uh, the game log I get is uh, September 30th to September 14th. So. <laughs> I don't know why that comes up on ESPN, but that's thanks ESPN. Yeah. It, so yeah, uh, Adam has a huge offensive advantage. Obviously, those two guys are carrying him. They have eight yeah. home runs, and Maddie's entire team has uh, six. Um, Maddie is just a perennial slow starter, which is crazy because we were all pretty envious of his draft. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, got Aaron Judge, who's Got 800 OPS, three runs, couple ribbies. That's not great, but that's not dragging him down. Um, you know, Chris Bryant's kind of been a beast. Freddie Freeman, who we just added today, is hitting 667. Um, yeah. Bregman definitely started slow. I think his only hit on the year is a home run, uh, and that was yesterday. So, but like Kristen Stewart, he's getting some. Kristen Stewart, huh? I never really placed that along with the Twilight actress, but. <laughs> now that I've ruined that, um, yeah. So Maddie's just off to a slow start again, and it, you know he's probably groaning because he probably thought that this is going to be his year, and here he is getting pounded down. Um, at least it's an out of division matchup, I guess. If that could be a silver lining, but um, yeah, not looking good early on. Yeah, yeah. And he lost Murphy for what uh, the last Murphy played two games, two or yeah. three games, so he probably didn't have him. Uh, for at least one game there. Um, yeah, I wonder about, about Maddie's pitching staff, too. Um, Doesn't look like he's got too many starters. Yeah, reliever heavy, but not that big ace to, like, lean on, you know, to get a quality ratio. So, um, I like Carrasco. You know, he's he's solid. Um, but, you know, Carrasco-Morton? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I like Carrasco. I'm a, we've had the discussion. Um, I think... Uh, let's say we were both right because um, you were you were saying that the Indians lineup was miserable and I I didn't realize how bad it is um, except that so Ants and I are playing in an, another league that is a team league I don't know if you've ever done it but it's worth doing it's it was free all I'm I'm the Indians and all you do is maintain the roster so like if we're using Yahoo. But and you do have infinite ad drops and everything. You can't trade with anybody else unless it happened in the majors. So my pitching's fantastic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But God, it, it is ridiculous how bad their offense is. Half of their outfield, I'd never heard of them. There's some Luplo guy. <laughs> yeah, and he hits like fourth or fifth. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, Hanley hitting fifth or sixth as their DH it, without Lindor even you know at least if you put two studs at the top there I think there's a lot of top heavy lineups in the majors now like the Braves for instance yeah. 
they're really stacked at the top four. You put Lindor and Ramirez there, and you're going to be all right because they're going to get a lot of at-bats. But And Carlos Santana, he's a pro. But, man, they're, they're like five through nine in the American League is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that kind of, um, maybe we'll touch on this later because that's one of my, like, way too early reaction things. But, like, you got to be worried if you have Jose Ramirez. I think Wally, right? Yep. I mean, even if he's great, what, how many runs is he going to score? How many RBIs is he going to get? You know, and, and why, why, you, why would any team pitch to him? So. Yeah, and one of the things, I don't know why it goes under the radar so much with, um, like, draft preview this year. Everybody was like, Jose Ramirez, lock in for number four. He was a very average player in the end of the last season. It was it was surprising yeah. because he's one of the things that was great about him two years ago before his huge breakout was he's just he makes a lot of contact doesn't strike out a lot you know and that's not why he sold out a little bit for power and that worked in the beginning of last year and then when it caught up to him then he was kind of in no man's land not making contact and not hitting for power and I think there was some warning signs there I'm still. He's a stud. I think it would have been really hard to take like that next tier outfielder, like Acuna, Harper, um, Yelich, over Jose Ramirez. But I definitely would have taken Nolan Arenado over him. Yeah, yeah, I would take an Arenado over him too. I mean, it's kind of easy now to look back, but yeah, you just wonder if he's almost going to put up like I don't know what, like almost like a Freddie Freeman kind of year where he's just walking a lot like i don't know just like the overall counting stats really won't be there so we'll see i watched um the cleveland game the other day and he tried to bunt twice and he bunted a foul um and then he grounded out so i don't it just doesn't seem like what you want from him you know i don't know if something's it just seems weird to me that he would do that so yeah maybe he's forcing the issue it's kind of like making a free throw in a basketball game you know just to feel the ball go through the hoop they had the shift on him he was trying to beat the shift but I don't know. I mean, that's your, you know, he's their best hitter. You know, who's, if he gets on first, who's going to drive him in? You know, <laughs> right. So. Um, going back, I, kn- I know that we had skipped off, uh, oh no, this is Maddie's squad here with uh, Daniel Murphy. So I was watching that game because Armand Marquez was the pitcher. And, um, you know, obviously on my team, I wanted to see what he'd do. And yeah. I, I knew the guy broke his finger when it happened. It, when the trainer came out, I I thought there was a chance they broke his wrist. What he did was a I don't know if you saw the replay. He did a backhand to get the ball, and it was very obvious he was hurt. The trainers came out. He looked like he knew he was toast, and then they let him continue playing. And he must have gotten a bat or two after that. I I couldn't believe it. I like watching it. I knew he was yeah. hurt, and so the next day when like he had a fractured finger, I was like. Yeah, no kidding. It was, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah, no, I, I, I haven't seen it or the replay or anything. I don't, maybe it was like, maybe it was numb, so he like couldn't even feel it. I don't know. But you know when they, they get the face, like the players are like, shit. I, yeah. You know, I fucked that up. Yeah, they usually know that, you know, it's, it's serious. And he that's the way he acted. And they're like, yeah. then he put his glove back on and just went back to the field. I was like... Huh. That especially with the injury prone player, I didn't think that was right. But 
yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they were probably like, no, we know you're going to get hurt, but don't get hurt this early. You're, you're getting your ass back out there. Did you see uh, Dustin's post or screenshot earlier about me and my love for Garrett Hampson? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, I picked that guy up, dropped him, picked that guy up, dropped him, picked him up, dropped him. Finally, the Rockies refused to play him. I'm like, forget it. And then Murphy breaks his finger. So I pick him back up on waivers. And they don't play him today. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Oh, so my. Who, who did they play at, uh, at second? McMahon moves over to second. And they. Yeah, and they played Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds, again, yeah. Against a righty. <laughs> against a righty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even against the lefty. <laughs> the Rockies hate prospects. Gerardo Parra. Yeah, yeah, Parra, Desmond, and just clog up any spots they have for prospects. Yeah, I know. And yet people project them to, like, do well and make the playoffs and stuff. I just don't – I don't think they – the management gives them a chance to win. Yeah. All right. So, so Matty, not a good start, but he's got a good team. So, he's going to have to figure out pitching. Um you Darvish joined a squad today who looked a little shaky last night. <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> uh, but apparently his stuff was good. He just couldn't locate it. He kind of sounded like a Dice Cape type deal. Remember when Dice Cape just used to nibble relentlessly and you're just like, dude, just throw a strike. Just move yeah. it two inches to the right and let them put it in play. Uh, yeah, he'd get to 100 pitches in the fourth inning. So, you know, hopefully for Maddie's sake... Um, bringing you in would be like a, you know, a number two, number three with Morton there, and kind of give him a little baseline. Yeah, and then looking at this, you know, you know, obviously like he's getting he's going to be pretty good in OPS and home runs, and I would expect that to probably be, you know, one of his better stats throughout the year with Judge Bregman adding Freeman, yep. you know, and then having some decent power later and like Justin Smoke and those kind of guys, so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too worried. I wouldn't panic too much, and I, I don't think that our trade really was a big-time impact um, offensively because he got the best player in the deal. So Yeah. All right, um, let's go over to Wally and Dustin. Are you good there? Okay, yeah. Um, so Wally looks like he's having my type of week. Um, mm-hmm. 17 runs, 5 bombs, 20 ribbies. You know, that's that's not good. Uh, <laughs> he's got a, a aforementioned uh, Jose Ramirez. Looks like he's rolling in with a 258 OPS in one run. That's yeah. that's tough. Um, oh, sorry, my computer screen just... Well, I mean, Baez is obviously having a good start. Um, he had both home runs in one game. So, um, you know, 5 runs, 2 home runs, 6 RBIs, 2 steals. Who knows? I mean, maybe Baez is legit again this year. Maybe he's, you know, legit for a month. Um, we'll see. But that, you know, that could be a big time player for Wally. And I kind of think it needs to be looking at his lineup. Um, you know, a bunch of solid, solid guys. Um, Castellanos. Who knows what Buxton's going to do? Odor could be solid. Uh, maybe K, Piscotti, guys like that. But, um, 
just feel like it's really lacking some some star power, especially if Jose Ramirez is just going to be, you know, maybe okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties here. Let me just bring up the... Now I'm going to do it on my phone, you know, because that's so much easier. Yeah, he had, he had some strong pitching um, early on, and I, Dustin was asking when Wally became the pitching whisperer, and then uh, he got his wish today because Cole Hamels got slapped around a little bit. Um, John Gray put up 10Ks, uh, pretty John Grayish start, uh, 4 ERA and a 10Ks. Um, got him quality start. He doesn't really, I mean, Corbin was pretty strong today. I got to watch that game as well. He's not really overpowering. I kind of thought he was better than that. Um, throws a lot of sliders. That's, I mean, that's the. I was going to say, doesn't he throw a slider every pitch? And the yeah. thing is, so he throws a slider every pitch, right? He has two different sliders. So he throws this big lazy slider for a strike, and then he throws like a one in the dirt for the strikeout pitch. But it just feels like kind of like back watching like Mo Rivera where he just throws the same pitch over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and it's twice as frustrating because Michael Conforto can't come anywhere near to hitting it. Yeah. I I was listening to a podcast and um, they were talking about, you know, how Corbin got that big contract. And you're like, why would you give a big contract to a guy that only throws sliders? Um, <laughs> like he's going to need Tommy John again. Right. That's as soon as you hear about someone that you know just is throw only has a breaking ball that they have to throw aggressively. You're like, all right. So did they like schedule a surgery yet, or right? Yeah. Just pencil them down uh, for two years from now, and just get it over with. Maybe you'll get like you know an extra year on the end of, the, of his contract. Right. Back. Maybe they did a seven year deal and they just pay him like. Three years, one year off, and then three years. Maybe yeah. it's restructured <laughs> like that. Maybe. Uh, Dustin's squad, I, th- I thought that he was hitting for more power. Maybe it just because everybody that I knew that was on Dustin's offense was hitting home runs, you know, and none of the other guys were doing anything. 942 OPS is fantastic. 25 8 27 is pretty average, but I'm, I'm pretty surprised by his offense. I, he made some really nice trades. Um, to bring in Yelich and Harper, the really much needed on his offense. But uh, you get uh, Eaton healthy right now. Voigt had that big first game. I'm not really that big of a believer in Luke Voigt. What is there any type of board bet? Are you like Luke Voigt? Anything I can bait you into here? Um, I probably. I'm not super high on him, but I think he is, even if he's okay in that lineup and in that park, he'll have 25 home runs, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I think 25 is the number I'm looking at, All he has to too. do is be better than Greg Bird, and that's that's not going to be hard to do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Greg Bird's been all right They with no pressure hitting down in the seven hole. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Luke Voigt's all right. I kind of, I mean... You have Carlos Santana on your team, and I don't know that they're that different. I, I think Carlos Santana is probably going to have more runs, more RBIs. I see Luke Voy more like a 60, 25, 70. Because, I, I don't know, I, unless he plays every single day. I, I guess I'm not expecting him to play every single day. More like, what, 75% of the time? You know, something like that. So, um, yeah, I don't think he's a guy you can just pencil in as your first baseman, but... Um, 
you know, Dustin's always going to have, it seems, like extra hitters. So, you know, when you're playing Luke Boyd at home, especially when he's playing Baltimore, places like that, I think he's going to be, you know, pretty good on a at-bat basis. Yep, so there's no bait in you because you and I feel the exact same way about yeah. Luke Boyd. Maybe we should discuss that first. <laughs> uh, Justin's been. Well, hey, maybe maybe Dustin will text us. Luke Boyd's gonna hit thirty. <laughs> right. We'll see. <laughs> Carlos Santana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Santana's four for four today. Was he? Yeah. That's great for my my Indians team. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and obviously Dustin's uh, pitching staff. You know, with the trades he made. He ended out all right because if he was able to turn one of those aces into a you know top three round talent, then he's almost back in it. You know what I'm saying? And he was able to get Harper or Yelich, one of the two, without giving up one of those aces. So he's he's still sitting here with Scherzer and Verlander, who he wouldn't shut up about the draft night before. Um, so obviously those two guys are going to be fantastic. I uh, still got some, you know, high upside guys like Bieber sitting there. Uh, Paddock was really nice in his debut today. Um, and, uh, and Hader, I mean, the rest of the bullpen's hurt. So well, it looks like they're just going to use him till his arm falls off, but he is ridiculous. You see him last night? No, I didn't see him. I, I know that they were almost, um, trying to avoid using him for like you know long multiple innings but like you said everyone else is hurt so they're gonna have to do that because um, it, it didn't sound like that was their plan going in to use them as much as they did before which i think was the problem with like uh Dubinsky, how he was awesome two years ago and then last year he kind of phased out um but yeah but here's so good that you know he can even take a step back and still be dominant yeah do i mean along the same lines andrew miller right I mean, we're yeah. seeing what happens when you you just overwork someone and just let them. Aroldis Chapman, too, right? Th- these guys that they just, they're like, yep, just go do your thing, and eventually it catches up to you. But uh, Dustin's going to have one of the best pitching rotations um, in the league uh, as long yeah. as he keeps those two aces together. I will say this. like, I think his, to me, his pitching staff is still kind of a work in progress. Because um, when, you, you, when you have guys like Scherzer, in Verlander, I don't know. Do you want Joe Jimenez and Greg Holland on your team to like blow up your ERA? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he's just going to start streaming too, or if he's going to try to go after whip and ERA. Well, um, funny, and we can talk about it a little more when we get to the trade too. Funny th- you should mention that because yo Joe Jimenez is on my team today and gave up a three-run home run and a save situation. So. I appreciate that. Um, we do have some breaking news. I don't know if you got this on your phone, but uh, the Red Sox and Bogarts are near near an extension. Oh, really? I didn't no. think that was going to happen. I thought the sale deal pretty much meant Bogarts was gone. Yeah, and he's Boris, right? Bogarts? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he's Scott Boris. I, so I, I was expecting him to be, you know, pricey. Does it say anything about how many years or anything? No, it just says that they're working towards it. But that's surprising. A little break, little yeah. breaking news for you. Yeah. We can get into more about Dustin's team maybe when we go over the trade. 
All right, let's move over to uh, Zach versus uh, Travis. Okay. You want to start here? Yeah, so Zach obviously struggling in the offense category, 675 OPS, if that's correct. Um, only, oh, I'm seeing three home runs somewhere, oh, four home runs now. <laughs> She's updating as I'm looking at it. Four home runs, three stolen bases, yeah, 694 OPS. Um, yeah, it seems like both are kind of struggling a little bit in, in the offense, um, with Travis having a pretty good start to his pitching. With a 268 ERA and 104 wet. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, we pumped Zach up. Matt and I did. Thought he had a really yeah. good team. Um, Vlar's not doing anything. Got a steal there. I mean, looking at it, uh, Schwarber has been great for him, and Wilson Ramos has got a thousand OPS. But. All these guys that we thought were going to be all right aren't doing anything. Blackman, Correa didn't play the first two games, right? Eugenio Suarez, I understand the Cincy frustration. So they don't play Friday, and then they rained out yesterday. So, Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, Arenado's not doing anything either. 500 OPS. So I'm sure Zach will be fine. Just off to a bad start. Yeah, and uh, the Rockies are on the road. So, I mean, that matters. Yeah, the Rockies are... In Miami, which is probably one of the worst stadiums, right, compared to Coors Field. Yeah, because, again, I was watching uh, Herman Marquez versus Trevor Richards on Friday. And, man, I, Trevor Richards, is he's good. He's got his, his changeup is ridiculous. He throws – he's really um, got good control. So, he, you know, it, the ball's down the zone. He, he I was impressed. But the Rockies were hitting the snot out of the balls that they did catch up to. And I'm telling you, it would have been a home run derby if anywhere but Miami. These balls were crushed, crushed. And and I think he ended up with a shutout. I could not believe it. It was, I mean, it was one of those really deceptive things where if you weren't watching, you're like, what a great start. I, I was impressed with this stuff, but I don't think the stat line really showed us. Um, so, you know, Zach's got a 1.04, 1.04 whip, excuse me. Um, so there's nothing wrong there. I, he's got 42 innings in already. He's got a kind of bunch of scrubs he's putting out there, like uh, Junis. Right, I'm looking through this lineup, yeah. Yeah, but, I, don't know what, I don't know what Kikuchi's going to be this year. I, so I heard they're going to um, have him both do regular starts and then basically use him as an opener to try to limit his innings. Yeah, and do you hear who the guy who's going to come in for him after that is? No. King Felix. Oh, really? Okay. That's what I heard. I was like, <laughs> I'm sure he's happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. They, no pride problems there. Yeah, right. I, I did hear that as well. Um, He looks pretty solid, though. I, I watched him pitch uh, on his opening day there in Japan. I watched that game, yeah. and I yeah. didn't watch him against the Red Sox. And he looks all right. He's got a deceptive delivery, so... You know, good curveball. He'll be all right, kind of like a SP3. But I think Strasburg yeah. and Kluber have a pretty nice uh, baseline for Zach's pitching. Yeah, no, I think this is a, a solid pitching stat. I actually like some of the relievers. Um, I know Sean Doolittle is always hurt, but when he plays, you know, when he's healthy, he'll be uh, he'll be really good. And You know, Nationals are going to be pretty decent. Um, Vasquez is decent as a... As a closer for Pittsburgh, uh, Barnes could be okay. You know, I could see him with like a 
a three 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 four ERA, but if he's going to close for the Red Sox, he's going to have 35, 40 saves, you know, mm-hmm. something high. So, um, And then Will Smith is kind of almost like a poor man, Sean Doolittle. Yep, so, uh, all the way yeah, down so to the injuries. <clears throat> no, I don't know um, if you saw my text the other night because I was watching that Miami game. I don't, the Red Sox should just send some B-level prospect to Miami and get Adam Conley and uh, Steckenrider and yeah. just shore up their bullpen that way. But yeah. Will Smith has got to be another guy that Dombrowski's looking at. Like Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see him going, you know, that he's like a classic guy to go around the trade deadline, like one of those big names. But we don't want Melanson. <laughs> so, <No. laughs> so, just saying. <laughs> All right. No, that could work out too well. No, I was never a big fan of his stuff, so. Yeah. All right, let's go to your matchup. Uh, I'll go through it, and then you tell me what you think. Okay. Um. So, first off, great job with his team name, Princia de Grom. Uh, that's, I mean, that's mint. Thank you. Um, I was the one who got him the picture. So, uh, a little he team. Can't even pull up his own picture? Yeah, he couldn't. He's, for some reason, his computer wouldn't let him do it. So, oh, okay. So, now okay. I know his password, uh, his login and password. So, if some weird trade offers come your way, or if, like, real good offers come your way, and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> It's because I yeah. decided to intervene. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> um, so, weirdly enough, nine homers and 36 RBIs is you know, a decent total through the weekend. Not elite, but, you know, upper half for sure. With a 687 OPS. What? What's he just RBI singles to death? Um, and then... His pitching's been fantastic. 288 ERA, 117 whip, six save holds. Uh, let's see what he's got for pitching that's doing this. Yeah, so he, ha- he has DeGrom. Um, so I was watching that game, you know, again, him against Scherzer, and DeGrom was just on fire. So um, that's, you know, that's how we started off our matchup. <laughs> and, well, and then Madison Bumgarner had a fantastic start against yeah. uh, San yeah. Diego. Bumgarner the same day. And Paxton was pretty decent, so I mean he has some good arms, and obviously he'll he'll get even better if he can get uh, at least a half season at it, like Kershaw and, and Severino. Yeah, um, Paxton did not start off well today, but looks like he finished all right because he ended up just giving up the one earned. Uh, I'm not really oh, a big yeah. That was that was half half. I think gave up oh. three earned in in the first inning, but only ended with four. So you're exactly right. We battled a little bit. Yeah, it was half. I'm not a big fan of Jordan Hicks. Um, I feel he's all all show. He can throw hard, but I don't think he can. Um, funny enough, he hasn't walked anybody this year, but he doesn't strike anybody out either. Somehow, last year he had less than a K per nine when he's yeah, hitting. Yeah, he throws yeah 104. I think uh, I think St. Louis's bullpen towards the end of the year is going to be Miller and Reyes. I'm hoping Reyes can can be. The stupid version of like uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez was last year. They're you know? using him. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Reyes got in two of the four games, right? Yeah, yeah, he's already been pitching a little bit. So, but yeah, no, I feel the same way about Jordan Hicks. I, I don't, I'm not sold on him. Um, but Trevino's pretty decent, but he's got five innings. But I feel, I think Trevino's like the sixth 
sixth inning guy, right? Sixth, seventh inning guy? So I, I don't know how reliable he's going to be. I thought he was set up, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Well, they have... Um, so I know they have Soria. Soria, too. He pitched yeah. today. Um, and then Sir Anthony, he was up and down last year. He was a stud as like the setup guy, but when they made him a closer, he was pretty average. But, you know, good team. Should have a lot of opportunities. Um, it's a good pitching staff, and it's a pretty good team. I remember not thinking that he was going to have much offense. Uh, Michael Franco, who I wouldn't even want on my team, has been crushing the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm losing in home runs, but um, uh, Kiki Hernandez, Franco, and Jay Bruce all have two home runs. So, so what are you going to do there? Let me give you a little chuckle here. So I'm sure you watch it happen in real time, but I was really high on Chad Pinder coming into the year. I liked him last year. got a little bit of pop. They The coach comes out and says that, you know, we got – I want to give him some more bats. He looks like he's changed the way he's uh, approach. Um, then Pitcher List. Uh, I don't know if you use that website at all, but I love them. And they do a big write-up on how he's the breakout this year. And then Olsen gets hurt. So now I'm like, yes, there's some opportunity. Um, I think you've been a fan of Wilmer Flores in the past. He yeah. goes to Arizona. He's the starting second baseman. All this opportunity. I'm like, yes. So I had him. I had Flores, Pinder, Kike, and Garrett Hampson. And I'm sitting on those four. And I'm like, what am I going to do with these guys? I get rid of Kike. I... Hampson hasn't played. Pinder and Flores are both platooning. So I thought that I had this gold mine of production that I was going to get. And like I told Dustin today, all my players just platoon. <laughs> I, don't, right. I can't get any production. Everybody is just takes every other day off, and we're four days into the season. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard to have that many guys platooning, especially when you don't know what you're actually going to get from them, even if they get solid playing time. And then if you keep them all, then you have, like, the minimum amount of pitchers. So. Right. Well, and I guess the moral of the story was I dropped the only guy that's done anything. That's, yeah. Yeah. Because I've just got zeros from everybody else. Um, Dozier doesn't look good. Um, you've been watching that series, too, I guess. And, yeah. yeah. No stats. <laughs> um, D. Gordon has looked all right. Uh, he's been swinging all right. Um, yeah, I think, I think D. Gordon might end up being um, Eric's best pick because I think he got him in the ninth round, tenth round, something kind of late. Late, yeah, ninth round. Um, I think we were giving him some flack though for taking D Gordon when he could have taken some power because he doesn't really have a whole lot of power. But yeah, um, I, I think relative to maybe where his ADP was, he took him early. But ninth round, if you know, he's probably going to steal thirty bases, even if he's not that great, with the potential to steal. Well, almost 50, you know. Yeah. So, and then I mean, his OPS is going to hurt all year, but, um, you know, you'd rather have 50 stolen bases. And Jay Bruce, your old boy. Uh, My boy. He looks like he's, you know, going to be all right, you know. A little bit of power, you know, a little bit of RBIs and the right playing every day. So. Yeah, two years ago he was awesome. He was a 30-hundred guy. And then last year, I mean, he was hurt last year, so maybe he's just healthy. I don't know. And, um, you know, he was obviously not able to DH at all on the Mets. So maybe, you know, playing a little outfield, a little first base, 
and little DH will help him stay healthy and have a good year. So that that'll help as well. Tell me about your squad. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of off to a slow start. So even though, as you mentioned, I won the last two years, um, I think last year I was one three and one to start the year. So like I always get off to a, a slow start. And when we were doing the random schedules, like you and I would always play that first week, and you'd always beat me like. We we tie a bunch of categories, but you'd beat me like five three, three, four, three two yeah you know so I'd, I'd always start one one so I'm um, not too worried about it but um, yeah I just feel like I'm off to a little bit of a slow start I've uh, got a couple steals from Maryfield he seems like he's he's okay which was nice to see um, Grand Slam by Hoskins was nice the other day so yeah we'll just kind of see um, pitching. For me, it was kind of weird these last couple of days because, um, you know, obviously Walker Bueller, my best pitcher coming into the year, who got lit up today, uh, didn't pitch until today. You know, they did the thing where they pitched in the fourth game or of the year. Um, and then Trevor Williams was delayed but pitched today, and he, he pitched a gem. So um, I actually – I'm higher on my staff than I think anybody else would be. So we'll see how it plays out. But I think somebody like Freeland will be pretty solid. Um and then I like my bullpen guys. We'll see what I can get out of uh, Reyes um, and James throughout the year. Hopefully they're those really good like starting pitchers that um, get a lot of holds and get a lot of you know clean innings with the two or three strikeout kind of guys. Yeah, uh, and we had talked, James and Tyon had, what, one, uh, given up one earned yeah. when he went out there in the seventh and left with the bases loaded or something. I think that's what it was. Yeah, uh, he had, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. What is going on with Shinsu Chu? Like, they just don't play him? They just decide that they're not going to play him? Do you know who they sent him for? Do I own the Shields? No. Hunter Pence. Oh, Hunter Pence. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a, is that a bad sign? <laughs> well, how does Hunter Pence make the roster over a guy like uh, Willie Calhoun? Like, what are the Rangers doing? Well, so, you know, they're, they're playing the Cubs, right? And, and, they faced um, Lester and Hamels. So he hasn't – so they, it sounds like or seems like they're going to lead him off against righties and sit him against lefties, at least to start. So um, – which isn't great, obviously. Um, so we'll see. I was just surprised. I thought he was going to get some more ABs, and every time I look at the roster, he's not playing, and I just – I don't know. I just – yeah. All right. Yeah. He was he was at um, number 21 out there the last year. Yeah, I mean, he's good on base guy. He's kind of that, you know, like the Carlos Santana outfielders. Yep. You want to go to my matchup? Let's do it. Fine. So, it, interesting, because uh, I was with Sam all day, so I kind of got his insight, and um, I'll be interested to, uh, to hear yours, because, you know, Sam has Chris Davis, who's been hitting a home run every game. Um, also, Jock Peterson, who's red hot, and Domingo Santana, who's red hot. Um, you feel like you're just you're running into him here? Yeah, of course I am. I'm getting fucking scrubbed to death. <laughs> <laughs> get, get out of here, Domingo Santana. Like, did you watch, did you watch that Japan game? Did you watch his home run? Yeah. It yeah, was a field that he, like, <laughs> Yankee Stadium <laughs> home run. Oh my god! Get out of here with that nonsense. The one he did against uh, the Red Sox was a bomb, and I'll give him that. But c- 
come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Jock, I only got one of those. I didn't get the two from the night before, thankfully. But yeah, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, I have another, um, you know, some more, uh, like, I guess notes, right, on uh, the way too early reactions with Santana. But it'll be interesting to see what he does this year. Because he was good two years ago, very good, and then didn't play, and now he's playing. So, Yeah, he's he's talented. And I, you know, sure, if that dude goes 25-85 this year, I'm cool with that. Guy's yeah. dropped. He's got 10 RBIs. He's one of my on-pace guys. So Domingo Santana, through six games, is on pace for 270 RBIs. Uh, so that is more than J.D. Martinez and Chris Davis combined for last year. So, right. uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that out of him. Oh, and to add to that, he has two stolen bases. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a 30-20 guy, I think, right? Yeah, 30-15. Yeah. 30-15. Two years ago? Yeah. Okay. And then Milwaukee just refused to trade him when his value was enormous. could use a guy like that we talked about their off their outfield yeah do you think that um the indians are going to send bauer or kluber over to san diego makes more and more sense every day right maybe i i don't know i i hear a lot that they're just um in a bad division they think they can probably spend a limited amount and still win the division and just kind of be content with that almost you know, so I don't know what their plan is. I don't know how you go into the season like trying to compete for the World Series with an outfield like that. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I. But so if they traded, I I don't think them trading one of those pitchers to the Padres is for the Indians. I, I think it's a neutral deal for the Indians. Um, if anything, they're just getting rid of uh, not paying for Kluber in his down years. But San Diego's going for it. They, they kept yeah. up to Tease. I'm sure Urias will be up in a month if he's ready. Um, I don't know why they haven't signed Keiko yet, but um, I don't. For the record, Dallas Keiko sucks. Um, Sirius XM pumps him up as if it's some travesty that this average pitcher, who the best thing he does is paint the corners. So if he, if he can't get a strike called, he's doomed um, and he wants $100 million. So. Um, no tears for Dallas Keuchel, but the Padres need a you know maybe one or two more pitchers, and then maybe they can compete. But uh, yeah. the Indians can win that division with three of their starters. You know, if Bieber's their number three, I'm fine with that. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so who would they they trade Kluber first to San Diego for? Well, some uh, combination of Renfro and. Maybe Urias. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, because yeah. they'd save some money. I don't know what type of deal that Kluber's on. Um, but I know that, I mean, Bauer, obviously, a heart's in my eyes. But I believe he's blossoming at a late age. I think he's 27, 28. So yeah. I don't think that the Indians want to give him, a, you know, the six- or seven-year deal. So. Yeah. And 
Carrasco got an extension, but it was only, it was weird. It was like only between, like basically it was like twelve million mil a year, I think. Right? It was like five years, sixty ish. I feel like, like very team friendly. I feel like he hasn't been able to stay healthy forever, right? Which is funny because if you look back, he actually puts. 200 innings together the last couple of years, but maybe it was just for like three or four years before that. Seemed like he always had something going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard he just really wanted to stay in Cleveland and just almost took it, um, you know, hometown discount. Like, uh, Porcello's trying to do. Did you see that? Porcello's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they didn't make him an offer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, nah, no, thanks. No, no. no I I'll said, really, like, I'll take more. Team no. team friendly man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, we're good. So what would Sam say? Does Sam have any uh, input? Does he like his team? He's just sitting pat on pitching. He put a Jerry Garrietta put a six walk effort on me today with a one run quality start <laughs> against the Braves. Come on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he's kind of uh, gonna see what he has. Is is the the vibe I got from him? You know, maybe he'll see if. Uh, if Archer is anything, how good Clevenger is, um, you know he's he's not above streaming. I don't think so. Yeah, and he's got a nice yeah. offense. I mean, I I complain that Domingo's crushing me, but would I feel better if Justin Turner was putting one on me? I mean, right. you know, right. John Carlo yeah. hasn't done anything, and he is. <laughs> you know, so like eventually those guys will start slapping me around, but. His offense is better than mine. I don't. I didn't have any question. Unfortunately, my pitching hasn't lived lived up to it. But I think I can get my ratios back down. I got. I really like my starters. I watched Zach Wheeler today. Um, his only big problem was he gave up a three run bomb to Trey Turner. So I was, you yeah. know, a little bittersweet on that one. I, I had a similar thing. I had uh, Carl Edwards Jr. Um, give up a three run home run to Joey Gallo. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, oh, right. you're trying to figure out which one you need more. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess going into the matchup, um, maybe I wasn't expecting to compete with Eric in whip and ERA, you know, more than trying to beat him in every hitting category. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. I'll take the home run in three RBIs, I guess. Yeah, so I just watching my stars this first week, I, I really liked everything I saw out of Bauer, um, Marquez and Wheeler, so I think I'll be fine there. I need to get rid of these bums like Jimenez, like you said, who just blew me up today. And Hirano's pretty solid, but he got two runs. And Pavetta, he's weird, man. Have you ever watched Nick Pavetta pitch? I think I have. I don't. Is he slow pitching? He reminds me of Rick Porcello. Like, okay. the stuff looks decent, but it's just so hittable. Like, it. It's kind of like wiffle ball, where the trick behind wiffle ball is it doesn't matter how much it dances, it's going to drop right into the zone, right? Generally right down the middle, because that's how you get a strike in wiffle ball. So I feel like that's kind of like what Purcello and like Pavetta do. Everything looks good out of their hand, but all the batter has to do is just kind of time it, which, you know, is not good. Yeah. I think you got a good staff. It'll be uh, interesting to see um, how long Stripling stays in the rotation because he could be really good. Yeah. Or, you know, like a really solid, you know, SP3-4 kind of guy. Yeah. So, I mean, 
Sam's got me pretty good right now as offense. All right, but I think 6-3-1, I think this is kind of a worst-case scenario right now. I think we'll probably end up splitting somewhere down. Yeah. I, I'm not done. I Like, my offense isn't toast. He probably has me in RBIs already. RBIs are certainly not my strong, strength, but I'll be all right. Yeah, so Sam brought up an interesting point um, when, we, when I was with him today, and he w- really wasn't talking strategy, so I feel like I can say this. Um, he was saying, you know, how we played last year where you would just win, you know, go 1-0, like he could load up on more hitting and just try to beat you 6-4, to four, right? Because he has the hitting categories not locked up but in control and then save hold, so he could just go after those six categories. Yep. Now he has a spot where he is he content winning just 6-4 you know or is he going to try to win 8-2 right well but that that it certainly makes it more fun that's the thing is you're not going to bench starters on Sunday because you squeeze an extra win here that can change everything right yeah so that that's a funny or a fun twist this year I'm glad we did it um so we'll see if it how it all plays out um yeah. yeah, no no panic here. Yeah. Joe Panic? Joe Panic. Um, so, you want to look at those trades? We want to go over those real quick? Yeah, let's do those. All right. So, I had them up, but... You want to start with yours or Dustin and Ants? You and Maddie or... Let's Dustin go with Dustin and Ants. Bring it up here. So, got uh, Dustin traded no more Mazzara, Jack Flaherty, and Garrett Cole for um, from Ants, Bryce Harper, Shane Bieber, Michael Brantley. What were your thoughts when you first saw it? Uh, they weren't good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So I I feel like obviously a good trade for Dustin. I thought. Um, at the same time, I thought it kind of takes away from the identity of his team a little bit because he had um, Scherzer, Verlander, Cole, Flaherty, you know, like mm-hmm. those those four guys. And then, you know, he has a couple other guys, uh, you know, like Hayter that we went over that are uh, good pitchers too. You know, you, with that many good starters, you, can, you don't need to stream. You can do very well at ERA whip, and you can kind of compete in quality starts and maybe even Ks too. You know, because like, yep. you you can't do that if you have one or two starters and you're going after ERA and WHIP. But when you have four, you know you can do that. So, um, but Harper's just too good to pass up. You know, and he needed some kind of um, steady hitting production. So I think he obviously has has to do it. I don't blame him for doing that. I just think, you know, with the pitching staff he had before this trade, it was it was the best. And now, you know, maybe he still has the best. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But That's a good. Um, and then for for Ants, I mean, um, I know he was worried about his pitching staff, but uh, I don't know, let let me know your your thoughts about about it before I go too far. Well, that's a good point. And when you were going over, or when we were going over Dustin's matchup, um, I was thinking that as well, where you can't win K's with two aces, right? Like, that was kind of your thing last year, the last couple years, is 
your strategy was to win ERA, whip, save, holds, because you're not going to win quality starts and um, Ks with a minimal roster, like when you're using these elite guys. Um, so he right. certainly the way, shifted. The way I looked at it is, um, because I, I really just started Scherzer almost every week, is if I'm playing a guy, like let's say I was playing, I don't know, um, just somebody that had a random pitcher go the first day that pitched seven innings and um, gave up one earned run. Like some situation where someone's going to try to do my strategy against me because they just had a random pitcher pitch a complete gem, you know, that first day. Yep. Scherzer will still have more Ks than the average guy, you know. So I could still, um, if somebody's not streaming because I had so many relievers, could then compete in Ks. But. But, you know, to your point, unless somebody's dropping down and only pitching their elite matchups or, or one or two stars against you, you know, they're just going to easily blow you away in case and probably call it quality starts. Yeah. Um, but so when I saw the trade, uh, it was funny because I knew that Dustin and Ants were working on this like all day. Like legitimately, I think they worked on this for like five hours texting back and forth. I think Dustin told me he needed a new data plan afterwards. Um, and I think his quote to Ants was that he needed a Gatorade and a cigarette after figuring it out. Um, now, and I didn't say anything to Ants that night. So the next day, he kind of wrote to me and was like, so uh, you going to say anything about the trade? So it was one of those deal- deals where I guess I kind of made him feel uneasy by not saying anything about it. Right. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, the part I don't like, which is probably the smaller part, is I wouldn't want to trade it the outfield swap. I don't like the Mazar for Brantley. Um, but I feel like Garrett Cole and Bryce Harper. I don't Garrett Cole. I don't think is a risk at all. He if if Trevor Bauer doesn't win the AL Cy Young, I think it's Garrett Cole. Those are my yeah. So, I'm, high, I'm pretty high on Garrett Cole this year. I, I th- think he's going to be very good. I think he's as steady as it gets, including Scherzer. I think Garrett Cole is – I'm fine with him. So Harper has a bigger variance than that. He can be a best, the best player. We've seen him be a top, you know, a 15 outfielder, right? Um, so – and then Bieber for Flaherty. I think, you know, people are hoping that Bieber is this year what Flaherty was last year. Um and he plays in that great division to do that in. I don't think that he necessarily has the stuff. But, you know, Flaherty's got some variance too because he walks some people. So when I look at the deal as Bryce Harper and Bieber for Garrett Cole and Flaherty, I'm fine with it. It's tough trading pitching for hitting. But both these teams needed the other thing. So it was a trade that made them both better. I just wish that the Mazar brantley thing wasn't involved. Okay, I kind of, I kind of chalk that up as a wash. Almost like, if you like Mazzara over Brantley, then maybe I don't. But I'm not gonna, you know, care about it. Almost thing. I think I mean, it was... it's like, to, I mean, don't forget, like Brantley hasn't been. Brantley was um, played all last year, but before that, he was injured the last five years. I think it was. So, you, know, you just kind of never know with him. I'd rather him on my injured list than Mazzara in my outfield. Yeah, I'm not big on Mazzara, but 
yeah. Again, I just kind of thought that was a wash. Those two outfielders, almost like a preference thing. But so I, I didn't really have any problems with this deal. Yeah. If you look at this deal in a vacuum, you know, um, all right, somebody need pitching, so they. Like I, I personally not that high on Bieber. Um, maybe it's just because I really haven't dove into his numbers and his, um, you know, minor league numbers to see really, you know, what what he compares to. But um, is it me or does he? He had a really high WHIP last year. Well, and so the the notes out on him is he throws too many strikes. He doesn't walk anybody okay, ever. Right, right. So. He, he just never throws away a pitch. And if you don't waste a pitch, the batter knows it's going to be in the strike zone. So okay. he do, he has a problem keeping people off balance. Kyle Hendricks kind of-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this trade, fine. If they wanted to do this, that was fine. I mean, the, the bigger picture is when you really break down their two trades, to me it comes out to Cole – Gleyber Torres and Eloy to Ants for Harper and Yelich. Yeah, that's not good. No. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Harper just hit another bomb just now. I I bet he did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I traded Maddie, uh, Freddie Freeman, Fernando Tatis, and Hugh Darvish. And he traded me Corey Seager and Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was a pretty fair trade. I think um, Freeman is more of a you know what you're going to get kind of guy, um, where Bryant and I guess Seager are more have more variance, um, a little more of a wild card. Bryant could be better than Freeman. Um, Bryant could be worse. Bryant could walk all the time, or he could hit 40 home runs. Um, Seager, I was never big on Seager. I, I feel like he was kind of overrated, even you know before he was hurt. But uh, Maddie got him in the ninth round, which you know I, I think you mentioned you thought was very good value, and and I thought so. Um, it it's almost weird, like when you get guys at good value, uh, you almost don't want to trade them because you're kind of losing that value. But I don't think he you know nece- necessarily did that in this trade. Tatis is interesting. Um, I was looking at his numbers. I guess he, you know he strikes out a ton. Um, he's very young. the The comparison I heard on another podcast that I, that I like the best is that he's going to put up like Ian Desmond numbers as a shortstop. Like he's going to strike out all the time. He's not going to have a high OPS or batting average, but at the end of the year, he'll be twenty twenty. So, yeah. Um, on the on the subject of Tatis. I heard similar. I heard the Desmond comparison. Um, and I also heard Manny Machado. And I was like, shit, he's going to be awesome. <laughs> but Manny yeah. Machado, his rookie year, and he played the whole season, went 14-8 and eight with a 750 OPS. I honestly think that – I don't think Tatis is going to have um, – would you take the over or under on 35 combined home runs, stolen bases? Uh, what number would you set that at that you'd feel comfortable? Yeah, I mean, probably right around there. I'm just trying to think. I, I also heard, which I agree with, again, um, it's like you, you almost can't even predict what he's going to do because he's so young. 
you know? So it's like, you just, you're really, really guessing. Um, cause there's just not enough like data and, and experience there to project. I just, I feel like young hitters, um, like maybe in a couple of years, Tatis is a, uh, you know, 25, 25 guy and he's great. And he's a third, fourth round pick or whatever, but, um, same with Eloy, you know, Eloy could be 30 and a hundred for the next eight years, but is he going to do it this year? I, I don't know. I just have a hard time thinking they're just going to come up to the major league and, um, be consistent like that. Maybe Tatis and Eloy will have good weeks, you know, maybe a good month, but yeah, I, I would say between 30, 35 for both, but, but you never know, you know, if he strikes out all the time, are they going to send him back? You know, right. They send him back. Padres aren't contending. So, and so say they send him down in May for three weeks, right? They get that year of control back. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. Cause it's, it's all service time. So it's, Interesting. Okay. So I mean, there's very high variance, and I, I don't think he's the type of guy. He's not the Juan Sotos of the world, and Acuna. I don't think he was that type of prospect. I think San Diego's riding the wave of adrenaline right now, and I hope that they do well. It's I definitely root for a team like San Diego. Same with like the Browns in the NFL. You know, you like to see the perennial dog. You know get some excitement and just roll with it. But I think they might have jumped a little early on them. And I didn't really want to take the risk. You know, I always have these young guys. Uh, I think that we live in the hangover of Acuna last year, who his 162-game numbers were like Trout-like or Mookie Betts-like. Um, and that I was just trying to capitalize on that hype a little bit. I was glad that Tatis was – they started out well. Because if he started out 0 for 10, I didn't think I was going to get any value. Um, and yeah. I was I was terrified of you, Darvish. I, I like him. Uh, sure, he could put up 220 strikeouts this year, but I didn't want to start him at Texas, where he pitched yesterday. I don't want to start him in Atlanta next week. He plays against uh, Milwaukee in Cincinnati. Like I don't want to yeah. play. I don't want to pitch him any of those times. And if you don't want to pitch a guy, then you really don't want him on your roster, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big Darvish guy. I don't know why. I, I don't. Th- I feel like I've never owned him. Um, I don't know. And then you know, coming off the injury, yeah, you just never know. So, did you have uh, a need for an outfielder? Was that part of it with the Bryant? Yeah. Be- so I have Votto, Carpenter, Freeman, Edwin. So I have a first baseman sitting in my um, utility. Okay. So okay. And I have nothing bad to say about Freddie Freeman. Um, oh, I'm getting a visit from Max. I have to put Okay. <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, nothing bad to say about Freddie Freeman at all. I, I, I don't know if you heard me in the last couple podcasts – Chili Davis ruins offenses, um, and he's gone. Chris Bryant's shoulder is healthy. I, I Like you said, I think Chris Bryant and Freddie Freeman are going to be similar this year. Um, Freeman could be better with um, Acuna hitting behind him and Donaldson in front of him. So, again, I have nothing bad to say about Freeman, but I think Chris Bryant is right there. So I think all I did was move those stats to the outfield. Um and then Corey Seager, if you look at his history, man, when he was healthy, 
he was kind of like the old Freddie Freeman when he had no one around him. Like a 900 OPS with like the 80 ribbies, 25 uh, home runs. He's he's not a sexy player in the least. I'm not a huge Corey Seager guy. But I just felt like these two players for kind of house money. Because I don't feel like I traded much to get Darvish, Glasnow, and um, Cesar Hernandez. And then Fernando Testis was just, uh, I'm sitting, looking at the waiver wire. I'm just reading up on baseball all day, every day. And they're like, so Tatis is still up. And I was like, all right, well, so I think I dropped a pitch, a relief pitcher or something. And I was like, worst case scenario, I dropped Tatis back, right? Best case scenario, he stays up. So I grabbed him and three hours later, they announced he's staying up. So it was kind of a house money trade. I feel like maybe Maddie was playing the same way. Like you said, Chris Bryant was great value for him, and so was Seager. So we we're both doing the. We both felt like we weren't really losing anything, and you got a fantastic right. player in Freddie Freeman. So, you know, I, I when I asked Matt Ant, Antlitz about it when I offered it, he said, you know, I don't. I've been thinking about it, and I have no idea which side I like more. So, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, no, it seems very, very even, and you know, like Bryant. Worst case is a good OPS guy, you know, reliable in that way. So at least that's what he was last year, even though he didn't put up a bunch of stats. Um, I think he was still very solid in OPS, which is Freeman's strength. So and, yeah. and Seager too. I I'm still trying to. I, I'm a big OPS guy. I'm a big believer in keeping that. Um, Keep it, as long as you have a good OPS, it means your team's hitting, you know. And I have a huge volume guy in Trey Turner that is going to, you know, like a seven-ish, a high sevens OPS. So I need someone to drag it up, you know. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot of guys that can really do that. I'm excited when I get Hicks back that my offense is going to be pretty strong. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah, seemed good. Seemed like a good trade for both sides. Maybe now I can relax. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, we well, you start you started Harper uh, Freeman, and I know you didn't hate it, but you didn't love it. You know, the, the day of the draft. So now you got rid of both guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I definitely drafted Harper just so I could uh, put the hat on. <laughs> and anytime, <laughs> anytime you do it, so that you can. Uh, just you know, use some articles that you have laying around. You might be yeah. doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk to Joel? Huh? Is that next? Yep. I can't. I can give him to smile, but I can't get him to laugh for you. Yeah. He loves computer screens and phones, so he's staring at everything. We're an hour and 15 minutes in, so let's try to get through some uh, some stats that we did for some research, and then we'll get going. Okay. You want to start? Yeah, so <laughs> well, what I did, I looked at um, – um, I did some on pace. I was actually going to uh, talk about Domingo Santana, but you already touched on him. Um wanted to get your opinion because Trey Turner, who, you know, ridiculous on base, on base for 108 stolen bases. How many do you think he's going to end up with? <laughs> Sorry. That, Max is losing his mind now. Um, I think 
they they talked about getting him 75 chances and he's going to play the Mets 19 times and the Mets have no chance of stopping him. Um, so I I'll, I'll say 55. Or I get is that not bold enough? Let's go 60. I think I would be disappointed if he stays healthy, plays 155 games, and doesn't get 60 stolen bases. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I like the over on 55. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> He's all excited. Um, He's thinking 65. I think. Yeah. He's like that's <laughs> it. That's it for Trey Turner. <laughs> Come on, man. That's not what you were saying when you were watching him earlier. <laughs> so he loves my phone, so uh, we've been watching a lot of MLB TV together. Nice. Um, so I had I was I did a couple projection things. Uh, Ramon Laureano, who I pestered Dustin for, wanted him really bad, and then... Didn't realize he was going to... I thought he was going to lead off for the A's. And even if he had strikeout problems that, you know, he'd still score a lot of runs, still get 20 stolen bases in there. Has a little bit yeah. of pop. He's he's like uh, Kevin Kiermaier. He, right. Um, well, they bat him seventh against righties or something. And I was like, wow. And then he wasn't playing. He has nine strikeouts on the year in six games. That's uh, on pace for 243 Ks. Uh, any idea? Give me the top three strikeout guys last year. Oh, I want to say Gallo's up there. Two hundred and seven. Um, Ian Desmond. Stanton had two hundred eleven. He was number uh, two. Yeah. And Yoan Moncada led the majors with two hundred and seventeen, and Laureano's on pace for two forty three. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? What's he? What else you got? Um, I was gonna go over the Domingo, so that's all I had. I I thought this was interesting, and this might have changed today. But I was looking at uh, you know, the ADP list. Um, Turner was the only guy in the top eleven picks that uh, had had any stolen bases, which I thought was interesting. And uh, when I was looking at this uh, this morning, Bellinger was the only first baseman. That had a stolen base? Yeah. That is surprising. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I asked Goldie will get a shot if he if he ever stops trotting around them. Right. Uh, Gallo steals a handful. Yeah, Gallo should get a few. I think, what, Hoskins gets six or eight. So, obviously that's going to change. But I was, I was sorting through the stats and just kind of noticed that. Um, I got a couple more. Um, yeah. So, Jock Peterson has eight runs in four games. That is pace for 324 runs. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Sam about him. I'm like, you know, he is a good player in our league. If you can get, you know, if you have an extra hitter or something, you can just plug him in. You know, he's pretty solid. If you... Um, Look up his numbers against Kyle Schwarber's numbers last year. They're almost the exact same, like literally the exact same. Yet Schwarber went what almost a hundred picks earlier. Yeah, eighty picks earlier, something well, like that. So did Jock Pearson get drafted? I thought I think Sam picked him up. 
Oh, Peterson? I don't know. It was either a really late-round pick or or he drafted him towards the end. Yeah, certainly. No, it's good value. Um, so you said that your last one was on Domingo, so I'll wrap things up? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'll bring up what I have for this after. All right, I got you, Darvish, all right? Two and two-thirds innings, his ERA is sitting at 10-13, which isn't so bad because his walks per nine are 23.6. Yeah. <laughs> Let me repeat that. His walks per nine innings... that's almost a reverse perfect game like yeah you'd have to be like a like a 1950s pitcher that pitches 250 pitches in a game to get through a full game at 20 that's getting to like the tyler chatwood kind of uh numbers and then uh is caper nine still 13.5 so he's still an elite k elite k guy who well, did you see that uh, tweet that I sent out where it was like the Rangers set a record for the first seven batters of the game not putting the ball in play? Yeah. In play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's Gallo, that's Mazzara, that's Odor, right? They're all swinging for the fences. Right. And they're just walking or striking out. Yeah. I like yeah. it. <laughs> that's, that's the new league. Yeah. That's kind of what baseball hates to see. Yeah. I agree. All right. Take us out, Joel. What do you got? Yeah, so I just had, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I did, um, I looked at the player rater for pitcher hitter, and I thought it was interesting because the best um, hitters on the player rater right now are Domingo Santana, Bellinger, and Beckham. Yet, um, you know, the best pitchers are Barrios, Bauer, and Scherzer. So, um, obviously, only one star for the pitchers, but it's like really good pitchers, and then, you know, some okay with Bellinger players and then some just up-and-coming hot hitters. So. Yeah, Beckham, man. He, he's he got the – came out of here on fire. He looked good in Japan and then just matched up with Chris Sale and he's uh, doing bat flips. Yeah, just off of Chris Sale like it's easy. <laughs> yeah, twice. He was <laughs> 0 for 15 with 9 Ks in his career and just yeah. – he beats up on Oakland for two games and it turns him into Mike Trout. Right, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I mean, he, so last year he stunk. The year before I had him for um, maybe a month or two and he was good. So we'll see. He was former, what, number one pick overall. So Yeah, he's a big-name prospect. Um, yeah. All right, man. Well, I told Corinne this wasn't going to go an hour and we put in an hour and 22 minutes. So uh, right. it was good. I think you are fantastic. You are welcome to join anytime you want. Um, so if we you ever want to come on with Matt and I or something, maybe we can uh, do some type of live casting of the game or something. But, uh, yeah, it's fantastic having you. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. It was fun. All right.